We've been going through this series entitled Uncomfortable, and we've been talking about how sometimes it's uncomfortable. I mean, the very, the very word uncomfortable means uncomfortable. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, um, but um, being stretched can be painful, but I think it's essential for us to grow. You know, when you work out, you're sore the next day or you're sore the day after that, and, but, but, but working out is necessary to become stronger, and um, breakthrough is often on the other side of being uncomfortable, and so... If you've been with us, you've been following with us, um, the first week we talked about waking up, and we talked about how a lot of people are sleeping in their, sleeping in their Christianity. We've been sleeping, and the, the, t- the time has come for us to wake, wake up because salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. And then um, last week we talked about getting up, and we talked about how Jesus saw the man who was an invalid, and he spoke to him, and he said, get up. So wake up, get up, and then today we're going to say, um, step up, step out. Can you say step out? Step out. And so that's what we're going to try to wrestle with today, the idea of stepping up, stepping out. And so Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 32, it says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, He went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Can you say buffeted? Is it buffeted or buffeted? Buffeted. Buffeted. It was buffeted by the waves. Very good. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Is it a ghost, they said? And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. And when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And then they climbed into the boat, and the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Let's pray together one last time. Father, again, I just pray that you speak to us this morning through the power and the proclamation of your word, Father. I just pray that your word will not return void, and that you will be magnified and glorified, God. I pray that we will be people that step out, that we won't be people that, that stay in the boat, but that we're people that step out, God. I pray that um, we will not be people of the crowd. I pray that we will not even just be people um, in the core with the disciples, but that we will be people this morning that step out in faith so that we can experience the supernatural, God, so that we can experience the goodness of your glory and um, what it's truly like to uh, just live a life of um, excitement, um, living in faith, Father. I just pray that you be glorified and magnified today in your holy name. Amen. So I think that there are, when I, you know, I feel like I've read this. Have you guys heard this story before? Raise your hand. Have you guys read the story a million times? Raise your hand. Could you guys maybe preach a message on this sermon? Raise your hand. All right, Tanya, come on up. You ready? 
I'm just kidding. Okay, feel like you could preach a message on this passage of Scripture. Maybe you've heard this a thousand times, and I feel like, you know, the cool thing about God's Word is we can go to it, and we can read it, and we can, like, study it, and, and, and it can speak to us one way, and it can speak to us another way. And so I'm praying that God speaks to you in a different way today as we talk about stepping out. And, um, you know, I, I was looking at this passage of Scripture, and I realized that there are... There are three types of people that are mentioned in this passage. Can you say three? There are three types of people that are mentioned in this passage. Um, the first group of people is the crowd. Um, again, if you look in the passage, you can see that Jesus um, was with the crowd. He fed the crowd. In fact, if you look at the context of the passage, Jesus was feeding the crowd. And after he spoke to the crowd, he let the crowd go. And um, you think about the crowd. The, the, the crowd was... Um, they came because they wanted to hear Jesus preach. They came because he spoke with power and authority. They came because they wanted to be healed. I mean, how many of you guys come this morning because you want to hear from Jesus? Raise your hand. How many of you came this morning because you want to be healed? Raise your hand. How many of you came this morning because you want to be fed? Raise your hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have donuts in the back. Um, they came because they wanted to hear Jesus teach. They came because they wanted to get healed. They came because they wanted to be fed. Um, one of the biggest crowds that I was ever a part of was many years ago, I went to a Billy Graham rally, and it was in the Metrodome, and it was packed with people, and there's just something exciting about being in the crowd. You know, uh, DC Talk was there. There's something, about, something exciting about DC Talk. Michael W. Smith was there. Andrew knows what I'm talking about. There's something excited, exciting about Aunt Mike, uh, Aunt, uh, Michael W. Smith, Andrew W. Smith, Michael W. Smith. There's something exciting about being a part of the crowd. There's something uh, electric about being a part of the crowd. There's something uh, fantastic about being a part of the crowd. You know, I remember when Billy was talking, I'm looking around and everyone's just dialed in. And when Billy gave the altar call and the crowds just flushed down to the bottom. And man, there's just something awesome about being a part of the crowd. Um, I was also a part of the crowd once when I was able, when I went to Comic-Con and I saw William Shatner. There's something amazing being part of the crowd. And um, the cool thing is that it seems like wherever Jesus went, there was a crowd of people that followed him. And so you see in the story that there is a crowd of people. There were people that there was a buzz and there was an excitement and there was Man, there was multitudes of people. In fact, if you look earlier in the text, you see that there was 5,000 men. That's not including women and children. So some have speculated that there might have even been as many as, depending on if they were homeschool family or not, there might have even been you know, 20,000 people who were a part of the crowd. So if you can imagine Jesus teaching in the crowd and the excitement and the buzz and the, I mean, I, I, I don't know. So, so you see the crowd and and they wanted to, they came because they wanted to hear Jesus preach. They came because they wanted to be healed. They came because, some of them maybe even came out of curiosity. They're like, we've been hearing about this guy, and he's been doing some wild things. We're not entirely sure if we believe it, but we want to go check it out. Have you ever just gone someplace because you wanted to check it out? Like you heard about it, you thought about it, you hear, you know, it's like, oh wow, this sounds kind of crazy. So maybe there were people there who just wanted to go and check it out. And so there was the crowd that was there. That was the first group of people that were there. But also, if you look a little bit closer at the text, not only was the crowd there, but also the core, the the disciples were there. The crowd was there and the disciples were there. And I'm kind of trying to picture what it would have been like to be one of the disciples. I'm trying to imagine maybe what things would have been like from the disciples' perspective. Uh, They've been following Jesus for quite some time. They had been 
uh, taking uh, this journey with him. And again, if you look at the context of the passage, what had happened actually was that um, John the Baptist had been beheaded earlier in the chapter. And um, his, uh, John the Baptist's followers came and they, they took his body and, um, and then they went and they saw Jesus. And Jesus hears of the news and Jesus is sad because him and, John and, him and John the Baptist were buddies. And so Jesus goes and he tries to find a solitary place to be by himself, to be alone and to pray. And as he goes to be by himself to pray, um, we see that the crowds began to pursue him. And um, the crowds began to, um, again, they're, they're excited because they want to see him. They want to be healed. They want to be touched. They want to be spoken to. They want to be ministered to. The crowds are coming. And, and um, part of me feels like if I were the disciples, maybe my response to Jesus, and sometimes I think you even see this in the Bible, the response to the crowds by the disciples is maybe not exactly what you think it would be. I mean, maybe it's what you think it would be, but the response by the disciples to the crowd, I mean, it's, oftentimes the, the crowd is almost seen as a, as a hindrance sometimes. I don't know if you see that in the, in the text, like Jesus was trying to do things and the crowd got in the way. Jesus was trying to, do, you know, minister and the crowd got in the way. And so here Jesus, his friend died and he's going off to a solitary place to pray and ah, here comes the crowd again. And I feel like if I were the disciples, again, you have the crowd and you, you have the core of the disciples. If I, if I was the disciples, maybe at that moment, I'd be like, okay, guys, come on. Like, his friend just died. Like, 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 like his, he, he just had a death in the family. He, he, he's maybe not emotionally ready to, to talk to you all day. He's, he, he, he needs some time to recuperate. He needs some time to heal. He needs some... And here comes the, I'll be, I'll be like, come on, guys. Like, 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 if I were the disciples, I might be talking to, I'd be like, yo, Pete, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sick of these crowds. Maybe I wouldn't say this directly to Jesus. Maybe I would. You know, I don't know. It seems like often when you have a complaint, you often talk to your buddy instead of who you should. And I'd be like, you know, Pete, come on. Like, aren't these crowds annoying? These crowds are in the way. These crowds are, God, it's just so, nah, why can't they just go away? John the Baptist just died. We're tired. We have things going. I mean, we're just trying to, we're just trying to go to this nice little spot in the lake by the mountain, look at the sunset and enjoy the, you know, just enjoy some peace and quiet. And here comes the crowds. Ever been there before where you're like, man, the crowds, man. If it wasn't for the people, man, ministry would be so easy, you know? The crowds. You know, a couple weeks ago, we did our, our, our big back-to-school lot party. The crowds, they come in, they, 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 they come in, it's like, oh, my goodness, ah, I'm tired, it's a week, ah, my, I need some, I, I work during the week, I have so much going on, the crowds, what's in the, ah, come on. Amen. And, uh. But it's interesting to see Jesus' response. In verse 13, it says, When Jesus heard what had happened, again, when he heard that John the Baptist died, he withdrew by a boat, to a, private, uh, a boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. And he healed their sick. 
You know, man, the crowds can be difficult because the crowds tend to come for entertainment. They can be fickle. They can be tough. Um, And as quickly as the crowds come, many times they can dissipate. A lot of times the crowd is consumer-based. Like, we're here for the food and for the entertainment, and then we're gone. And the crowd often dissipates when there's a storm. When the trials in life come, the crowd often dissipates. See this as a pastor, man, a lot. You know, when, when, when things are good, oh my goodness. When, it's, when the sky is blue and shiny, it's oh my goodness. But when a storm comes, the crowd often dissipates. You have the crowd, and then you have the disciples. And um, you have the core. And you, you have the disciples. And, and, and as I read the text, a couple things stood out to me. Because I believe that we have some, some dedicated followers of Jesus here this morning, right? I believe that we have some people here that are, maybe if we have some people that are part of the crowd. But I think we have some core people here this morning. Amen? Can you, can you give yourselves a hand this morning? Like, it's okay. You can give yourselves a hand. Like, we have, some, we have some core people here this morning. We have some people that, like, hey, we're not just part of the crowd. We, we come and we serve and we trust the Lord and we believe the Lord and we, we pursue him. And I've gone through some storms in my life. And even through the storms, I've placed God first. And even through the difficulties, I've placed God first. Like we, we have some, maybe we have some people from the crowd, but I believe that we have some people from the core. We have some disciples, some followers of Jesus here this morning. And a couple of things stood out to me from the text. Again, we have the crowd, we have the core. A couple things stood out to me from the text. Maybe you're here this morning, and maybe you're looking at your life, and you're like, oh my goodness, um, I, <laughs> I, uh, man, I've been going through some storms as a, as a person in the core. I've been, I, I've been getting buffeted by the waves. Anyone else feel like they've ever been buffeted by the waves? Raise your hand. Anyone? You know what buffeted means? It means strike repeatedly, violently battered. It, like, like, anyone else, you ever feel like you're getting buffeted by the waves? Like, you are a follower of Jesus, but you are getting buffeted by the waves. I kind of like the way the old King James says it. It says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. That sounds very poetic, doesn't it? But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. It sounds very, pofet, uh, sounds very um, poetic. And I don't know if you've ever felt like you've been buffeted by the storms of life. It's like uh, you just can't seem to get anywhere. It's like you've gotten stuck again and again and again. You just can't seem to catch a break. It's like one thing happens and then another thing's happen- happening. And you just, you just kind of feel like you're going to lose it. I almost even feel like if you're just a follower of Jesus and if you live in this society, you are living in a storm. Because there is political unrest. There is economic uh, unrest. There is ethical unrest. And, and there's just... All sorts of things that are, that are happening and coming against us. But as I read, again, as I read the, as I read the text, again, we have the crowd, we have the core. I, I feel like for those of you who are followers of Jesus this morning, maybe you are even following him in the storm. I, I, I see a couple of interesting things in the text that perhaps can give you some encouragement. First of all, 
what I find interesting and hard to digest is that Jesus placed them there. Jesus placed them there. Look again up at verse 22. It says, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. That's kind of hard to read, isn't it? That Jesus placed them there. You think about it, like, did Jesus know the storm was going to happen? So they were in the, the, the right boat. They were going in the right direction. At the right time, with the right people, they were listening to the right guy. Jesus placed them there. If you're, if you're, if you're a disciple, if you're a follower of Jesus this morning, and maybe you're going through a storm, I think it might change. It might help your perspective this morning to realize. Now, 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 now let me preface this by saying this. Sometimes we are in uh, storms that are for, for, from our own doing. You know, you ever been in a like? Uh, you ever been in like one of those little uh, round pools, and you're running around and you're trying to make a whirlpool in the pool, and you're you're making a you're, and you're like, yay! You know, so, some sometimes. Our storms are, are from our own doing. You know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes our storms are from our own bad choices. Have you ever met someone that just makes one bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision? Like they, they're, they're dating someone that's toxic and then they break up with them. And then they start dating someone else that's toxic and then they break up with them. Then they started dating someone else who's toxic and they break. Like sometimes, sometimes our, uh, our, our, our storms are from our own doing. Like we make bad decisions and sometimes because of our bad decisions, we end up being in a difficult situation. In fact, there was this lady who uh, came to my work the other day, and she said, hey, listen, um, I, uh, she actually called me first. She said, hey, um, listen, I found this guy along the side of the street. He was wearing hospital garb, and I think he's insane. But he said that he lost his debit card at, his, at, at the ATM, and um, he has just, um, he wrote some numbers on a piece of paper, which I think might be his debit card number. Can we come in and do a cash advance? I was like, ah, yeah, no, we have to have the physical card. She's like, oh, okay. She came in a couple minutes later with this guy that she met on the side of the street who was in hospital garb, and she's like, yeah, you know, I, 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 he wants to wire some money into my account, so um, can you give him my account number and my routing number? I'm like, wait a minute, you just met this guy along the side of the street just like a couple minutes ago. You picked him up. She's like, yeah, well, I have family in law enforcement, and I have family in, in the medical field, so I'm pretty confident that he's, he's a good guy. I'm like, you just met this guy a couple minutes on the side of the street who is homeless, who is in hospital, who's just released from the mental place down the street, and you, you want me to give him your account number and your routing number? She's like, yeah, yeah, like I really feel like this is the right thing to do because I'm a loving person and I care for him. Okay, so for, so for, so, so, so for someone like that, I feel like sometimes the decisions that we make are like, oh my goodness, like, like sometimes the things, the decisions that we make cause the storms that we're in. You know what I'm talking about? But other times, the storms that we're in is because God placed us there. Did Jesus know that the storm was coming? Yes. Did Jesus know that the storm is coming in your life? Yes. Should storms come as a surprise to us? No. But if we realize that Jesus has placed us in the storm, it might change our perspective of the storm that we're in. Do I see my job as a burden or do I see it as a spot where God has placed me? 
Do I see my family as a burden or do I see them as an assignment that God has blessed me with? Do I see my storm as a storm or, or do I see my storm as a place where God has placed me? This might change your perspective. I think if we look at our storms as an opportunity to grow in our faith, it could change our perspective. It's weird to think that Jesus placed them there. Jesus placed them there. If you're going through a storm this morning, maybe it might be self-induced, but perhaps Jesus placed you there. My job just stinks. I just hate it. I go in every day and I can't wait to sign out. I can't wait to go to lunch. I can't wait to be gone. My wife is such a burden. I can't handle her. Have you ever thought that God has placed you there? That God has placed you there? The other thing that I find interesting is that um, I was reading some commentary and one commentator said that, that he actually went to the mountain where Jesus had gone up to pray. He said that when he, they, they went there, he was, on a, he was on a trip and he went there and he said that as he, they went there, they actually took him up on the mountain. They took him up step by step by step by step by step. And when they got up on the mountain, they could look out and they could see most of the lake. And he said it kind of gave an interesting perspective because he realized that as the disciples were struggling in the water against the waves, and really you see that they were, they were struggling from evening all the way to early in the morning, as they were out there, and they were experienced fishermen. So this, just, this wasn't just some like minor you know, storm that had hit, but this was a, a major storm that had hit. But as they, as they were struggling against the wind and the waves and uh, the water and, and the, all the elements, uh, what they said is you could see, Jesus could see them from the mountaintop. Like sometimes I think when we're, when we're down in the storm, when we're struggling in the storm, when we're having issues in the storm, we think that God has forgotten about us. But I, rem- I want to remind you that first of all, perhaps Jesus has placed you there, but also perhaps, well, for sure Jesus sees you there. Jesus sees you there. And I think it brings comfort in us knowing that Jesus knows our whole story. And he sees us there. You have the crowd. You have the core. And finally, you have the one. You have the one. We have people here this morning that might be a part of the, the crowd. We have people here this morning that might be a part of the core. But I wonder if we have the one this morning. Do we have the one this morning? The worship team can come back up. Really, we're, when, when we're in a storm, we have a couple choices. We can stay in the boat. We can stay in the boat or we can step out in faith. You know, it's, it, it's interesting because when, when storms hit, I think sometimes our natural reaction is, 
is I just want to I just want to sit here. I want to survive. Uh, the waves are too big. The wind is too strong. The like like I, I just want to survive. And it's interesting because I feel like Peter sometimes gets a bad rap, but he was the only one. He was the only one out of the core that stepped out of the boat. He was the only one of the core that experienced the supernatural. He was the only one of the disciples that walked on water. Thought about it? He was the only one that stepped out of the boat. He was the only one that experienced the supernatural. He was the only one of the disciples that stepped out on water. Only one. He was the only one. So I'm not sure what your storm looks like. I'm not sure what your boat looks like. But I think what what God is calling us to do today is he's calling us to, to step out. I remember when, uh, and I've told this story a couple times, but I remember when I, I got the assignment to come here to Taylor Christian. And um, I was just sitting in the boat. I was comfortable. I was following Jesus. I was going through some of my own storms in my own life at that time. And I remember the, 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 the Lord called out to me, and there was a moment there of decision where I could, man, I could, I could stay in my comfort. I could stay in the boat or I could step out and meet Jesus on the water. If I would have never stepped out, I would have never met you. I would have never met you. I would have never met, well, I would have met you. I've never met you. I would have never experienced what God fully intended for my life. What is God calling you to this morning? What is God calling you to step out into this morning? Are you allowing the comfort of the crowd to hold you back? Listen, I just, I just come and I get fed. I just come and I get entertained. I just come and... And I look for a healing. Do you allow the comfort of the crowd to hold you back? Do you allow the, the comfort of the, of the boat to hold you back? Listen, I've been a follower for a long time, but I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm not going to take that step that God has called me to. Perhaps God is calling you to take a step this morning of faith, but also a step into something supernatural that he has for you. Why don't you guys stand up? God, may you be magnified. May you be glorified, Father. I just pray that your word ministered this morning, Father. I pray that your word spoke to people this morning, Father. God, I pray that your word just uh, changed hearts and minds this morning, Father. Even though I am an imperfect vessel, God, we know that your word is uh, a powerful, mighty sword that can be welded against the forces of darkness, Father. I, I just pray for those this morning that might be a part of the crowd. Father, I just pray that you'll pull them in, that you'll draw them in, that you'll um, encourage them and strengthen them, Father. I pray that the storms of life, 
will not hinder them from following you and from pursuing you, Father. I also pray for those who are a part of the core this morning, those who have been following you and pursuing you, and maybe they've allowed their comfort to hold them back from stepping out in faith, God. And however you're calling them, however you're leading them, Father, I pray this morning that they will step out in faith and step into what you have for them this morning, Father. I pray that you be glorified. I pray that you may be magnified. And as we sing this song one last time, may you receive the glory and the praise.